Greetings. This is JD, the founder of Dedicated Daily LLC. Make sure you go to dedicateddailyllc.com. Let me put the banner up for you. Live stream was running a little uh, difficult. I was trying to get my webcam hooked up because I got a new webcam. So I'll try and get that hooked up. And then I'll try and get some other stuff hooked up. So then nothing actually hook up like it was supposed to. So I'm doing it like normal. But go to Dedicated Daily LLC, go up there, uh, look on the site, check out uh, all my products, check out the, the detox tea. It's, a, it's called a detox tea, but it's a detox supplement. Now, I know there's criticism in regards to detox supplements. I know some people are, you don't need a detox. You don't need a whatever, but those same people are selling you $100, $200 coaching packages. So why are you listening to them in the first place? I mean, I'm just saying, I mean, because it's so much, there's nothing wrong with the detox. It's only, it's a, it's a tea. I'm not marketing it as some miracle product. It's just a detox drink as a supplement a daily detox that you can have. I also have a video up here. Go to the dedicated daily LLC YouTube channel if you're not watching it. And if you are watching it on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe. Uh, but I got a video up here and it explains all of the properties, all of the details. If you have any further questions, just get in contact with me. Uh, let me, uh, you can email me and I'm going to put my email up, uh, dedicated daily LLC at gmail.com. Um, you know, or you can just go to the website. I got a general inquiries on the website. Now I am doing updates to my health coaching, uh, package. Well, call. So what I'm going to do today is I'm just doing a health coaching video. All of these webcasts and these health and black Americas and these interviews, these are just all free like coaching calls and uh, all free like health advice because I am a personal trainer and I'm a health coach. So it's one thing to teach you how to exercise, but I feel as if as a health coach, we must talk in regards to a lot of these different topics because our health is greater than just something in a gym. It's greater than something that is, you know, working out or watching somebody stand on medicine balls or throw weights over their head. I mean, it's greater than that. That's just the marketable side of fitness and nutrition and health. That's just the side that everybody loves to see. But health is more than that. It is a deeper side of health because how we live, how we eat and how we move and how we do is what determines the quality of life and it determines our longevity. Now, don't come up talking about, oh, well, this man, he had a heart attack at 50 or shut up. Don't come bringing me that mess. I mean, let's stop bringing up the rule. And <laughs> I mean, stop bringing up the exception and let's go by the rule. Come on now. Sometimes I know people, they can be so, I know some people person, they can be so silly when you tell them. I mean, you know, when you bring stuff up, they always got to, well, so just such do it. So just such do it. Okay. 
the bunny rabbit hops around and lays chocolate Easter eggs. But I, I mean, I wouldn't expect Peter Cottontail to do it. I mean, come on. I mean, let's not be crazy. But anyway, so if you read the subject, it's called more alcohol, more alcohol, less brains, I believe. Because I'm reading, I, I want to read an article as I read an article on my last video that I made in regards to, uh, you know, I, I think the title was it war in Ukraine will cause a food shortage or whatnot. It wasn't clickbait or nothing like that. It was just talking in regards to the ongoing conflict in Europe and how that is going to play a factor in regards to the food shortage and the, uh, and the world crisis that's been going on as, uh, as I have been speaking for months since, since I ever got this channel in regards to food shortage, supply shortage, different things like that. And that all plays a factor in your health. I also have done many videos where I just get, where I get up here and I'll talk in regards to the dangerous effects of drugs, the dangerous effects of alcohol. I don't care how much six pack you got male or female. If you got a blunt hanging out your mouth, or if you got a liquor bottle out your mouth, what difference does it make? Makes you no difference. Uh, so, like I said, this is health. This ain't a personal trainer. Now, we all talked about this stuff in health class. I don't know no one who didn't discuss this in health, whether you took health. We all had to take health starting in what? Middle school, sixth grade. Seventh grade, eighth grade, on through the twelfth grade, you took units and PE. And then, if you went to college, you took you had to. It was a requirement to take help. It was a requirement. When I went to college, it was a requirement to take help. We had to take it. So, as a health coach, you know we must speak in regards to this. So now, um, now I just want to give you back on this. Now, in regards to the coaching calls, it's I, I'm I'm working on a new program. Uh, in regards to a course, I'm, I'm building a coaching course. Uh, so that course is going to be the final course that I make in regards to health coaching. And then health coaching, I'm uh, I'm putting it to, I'm putting like client health coaching to the side when I get this particular course. Because when I get this course, it won't be nothing else for me really to give you and to and then i'll just keep building courses and keep developing courses because um i like i said before i don't want to make um merchandise of your health i don't want to be the latest um i heard a brother say this uh sign uh Big head scientist. I don't want to be. <laughs> uh, he had me rolling when he was talking about that, about how people just start taking information and just start stirring up the pot and just cooking um, and just cook up whatever. I'm not I'm not trying to market myself like I'm some herbalist or some uh, guru or anything like that. We got enough so-called gurus out here and so-called um uh, motivators and gurus we got we we got enough of them and they ain't doing nothing but grafting and pushing other people's programs but what i'm doing here this is all my personal preferences i have been uh 
I have been a personal trainer since 2018. But uh, in 2020, I took it to, uh, I got certified in personal training because really for the past, for the prior two years before 2020, I had worked mainly just as a trainer, but a workout, quote unquote, workout partner. You know, these gyms is, you know, these gyms is stuff about, you know, uh, these gyms is a little funky about who can train and do what all that. So I was always a workout partner, quote unquote. But in 2020, I went, I got certified. Now, you know, then doing the health coaching. And so, uh, you know, and it's just been a journey. Uh, it's been a health journey for me because like back in 2016, I had a drastic weight loss transformation. And so ever since then, it's just been that, journey and that started me on a whole nother path in life not just in regards to health but in regards to motivating myself i saw man like i got the power to change something i got the power to do something and change something for myself and what you don't realize is the cleaner you get on the inside the better you'll look on the outside you know, when you start cleaning up your diet, dieting and exercising and uh, reducing uh, and cutting out your alcohol and cutting out your drugs and all of that type of stuff, you just realize how much better your body runs. I mean, your body is like a machine. As long as you keep it well oiled, as long as you keep it well fed, as long as you keep it well running, you know, you ain't really got no set time to leave here. You don't, I mean, you don't, you don't, you don't have a set time to go away from here. You just, you just go away whenever, whenever your body just stopped running, you know? So, you know, and, and, and if we look at the health statistics, I know we, you know, I know us, especially us as uh, us as black folks, we love to holler about progress, but when we look at health stats, we ain't making much progress. I mean, we still, um, we still got the lowest life expectancy, especially in regards black men. We definitely, we got the lowest life expectancy. Um, I mean, it's just, you know, uh, we getting, we getting more obese. We getting more high blood pressure. We getting more diabetes. We getting more, all of this other stuff. Now, uh, I know that this, you know, I know that we live in a day and time where it's a lot more, uh, health it's a lot more popular and fad driven to be healthier now and i understand that but on top of that we still gotta look at the health statistics so it's still somewhere it's a disconnect between whatever community and whatever community because a lot of what we see is a lot of sensationalism it's just these sensational products and these sensational diets and you think that if you do this, you'll be all right. You think that if we, you know, we eat like this, we'll be, you know, we, we think that if we eat these types of foods and eat this type of whatever, you know, you'll be all right. It's a lot of sensationalism and dieting and, and, and eating right and living clean. It really is not that hard. I mean, it's hard when once you have, put once you have built a life of bad habits of course it takes time to break it but as far as 
the technicality of it, it's really not a whole lot of nuance in it. It's really not. It's really not. I mean, uh, where I make a lot of my references from in my health coaching, and I put it with my personal practice, uh, is how to eat to live book one and how to eat to live book two. Now, like I, I stated this before, I started reading these books years ago. And, you know, like that was periods of time where I put them down, pick them up, put them down, pick them up. But if you read in there, the dieting is very simple. It is very, um, it is a very functional type of diet. See, a lot of what we see now, it's a lot of things that it's not functional for the average person. Or you have to spend a whole lot of money or whatnot on, on food and, you know, and I know and I know a lot of people, we don't have a lot of money to spare on food and we ain't got a lot of money to spend on supplements and whatnot. That's why if you read the mission statement on dedicateddailyllc.com, it, it specifically talks about in the at me. It's the about the president page. Uh, all the reason I picked that is because when I was making the LLC, it made me pick a title. I didn't want to call myself president, but it was like, you have to pick a title. So I was like, I call myself president. Uh, but but no, on the real though, if you go and read it, it talks specifically about, I made this brand to be an affordable supplement brand. And as I keep, you know, and as the company keeps growing, as I keep expanding, I got, I don't just plan on uh, hustling uh soaps and oils and uh deodorant uh health products and that's cool for now but i don't plan on doing that forever this is a stepping stone to a greater to a greater business it's a stepping stone to a greater direction or a more fulfilled fulfilling uh fuller direction or Full, you know, more full serving business opposed to an e-commerce store, you know, opposed to uh, doing everything on a small scale. You know, I mean, it's nothing wrong with doing it small scale, but we always have to shoot for a uh, for larger expectations. As I had spoke in regards to in the last video, um, I had, I was talking and I wanted to bring this point up again. I was talking with a friend of mine and they were like, well, you know, we have to be, you know, uh, and she was like, you know, you, you know, you have to be, ex uh, accept, you know, the person, you know, that someone is, uh, you have to love who that person is no matter what and what if they never change or what if they never uh come out of it you have to love and i was like that's right to an extent because yes you have to love the essence of a person you have to love the essence of whatever you're doing or uh your business or your 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 children your whatever you have to uh you have to love whatever you're doing at that moment because it's what you're doing at that moment and you have to embrace the moment. But five years from now, we can't be in the same place that we was five years prior. You know, that's 
there's no motion. And as I talked about in uh, in the last in the last video, is some I actually had read in uh, this book called uh, "The Theology of Time," and it talked about how motion created motion created time. You understand what I'm saying? So if 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 we ain't got no motion, then we we can't calculate time. We don't have no time. It's just as if, and the longer we we go in a reverse and an adverse motion, or as long as we make no moves, or we long as we making backwards moves, we don't really realize until it's too late. Or we we are we so far in the game. Myself personally, you so far in the game, you don't even realize that. Damn, like. I ain't really made no moves or like I've been moving backwards and I've been moving forwards and backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards and backwards to where I ain't really made much progress, you know? So as far as this business, I, I, I want, I want to make more progress. I want to do more. And we all should, we all should, whatever we doing in life. I, I, I know that everybody wants to take it to the next level. I ain't saying everybody gonna be a superstar. Everybody gonna be a million. You have a million followers. Everybody gonna make ten million dollars. I'm not saying that. I think sometimes we get a little too starry eyed in regards to, uh, you know, media and social media and dreams because everything now everybody's a star now. You know, years ago you had to be like the top dog to be a star. Now everybody's a star. Everybody can. You, I mean, do you see, go on Instagram and look at all of these people with these blue checks. 90% of these people, you looking at like, who are these people? Like, what are, like, what have they done? They're just models or whatnot. I mean, millions of followers, eight, nine hundred thousand followers, three, four million followers, like, you know, or like podcasts and stuff you ain't never heard of, got four, five million views, three, two, three million subscribers. I mean, that star status right there. So now with widespread media, why you know it's enough fame for everybody. It's enough, it's enough attention, and it's enough spotlight for everybody who wants some spotlight and attention. But so I think that a lot of times we we try to shoot for what other people are doing so we can be like them, so we can get what they got, so we can get their following, so we can get their, but that's them, that's not you. That ain't always going to be you. That ain't always going to be what your mission is, you know. But as I was taught, you have to just be true to your mission and your gift or make room for you. Wherever you are, what you good at, that'll make room for you. What you love to do, that'll make room for you. Now, we all talking positive. We all talking positive now. I mean, now, this is a positive brand. It's dedicated daily LLC. We keeps it positive up here. So nothing negative. We ain't talking no negative branding. We ain't talking no shaking your butt. We ain't talking no scamming and all this other crap and and uh, hustling. We ain't, we ain't talking about none of this other crap that people out here doing. We talking about people who doing things uplifting and positively and, it, and with the right spirit in mind not just to hit a lick but just with the right spirit in mind to uh 
maybe empower, maybe to sell, maybe to do what, but you're doing it in a, in, in a uh, manner of integrity. So that's what I'm more referring to uh, in regards to that. But what we're going to get into is I'm going to have to read this article. So let me pull this article up. I've been talking for too long. If y'all haven't, go check out some of... Go check out these. Go check out my videos. Go check out the webcast series. <sighs> Let's see what we got here. All right. Okay. All right. So it says this is from Science Daily. All right. So pardon the interruption. So it says this here is uh, more alcohol, less brain association begins with an average of one drink a day. So this is from ScienceDaily.com. Uh, this is a legitimate website. It has all types of university uh, studies. So I would suggest I, I go on this website quite often because it has a lot of good stuff up here. So this was from March 4th, 2022, done by the University of Pennsylvania. So what the synopsis of this, well, what the summary of this article is, even to even light to moderate drinking is associated with harm to the brain, according to a new study. Researchers analyzed data from more than 36,000 adults that found a link between drinking and reduced brain volume. 
that begins at an average consumption level of less than one alcohol unit a day, the equivalent of about the equivalent of about half a beer and rises with each additional drink. Now, we do know that alcohol kills cells. Now, cells are the vital function of our body. So when every cell is, any cell that is destroyed, it's like putting a light out in our body until we just ain't got no more light left. So what this study is finding here is that drinking, not even a drinking a lot, is a killer to your brain. So the research using a data set of more than 36,000 adults revealed that going from one to two drinks a day was linked with changes in the brain equivalent to aging two years. Heavier drinking was associated with an, with an even greater toll. The science on heavy drinking and the brain is clear. The two don't have a healthy relationship. People who drink heavily have alterations in the brain structure and size that are associated with cognitive impairments. According to a new study, alcohol consumption, even at levels most would consider modest, a few beers a week or glasses of wine a week. Now you, now you wine lovers and you beer drinkers, listen to this, may also carry risk to the brain. An analysis of data from more than 36,000 adults led by a team from the University of Pennsylvania found that light to moderate alcohol consumption was associated with reduction in overall brain volume, meaning you can't hold the capacity of your brain because it damages the structure, the size, and it all is associated with cognitive impairments. Cognitive, your ability to think. Anytime you have a cognitive assessment, it's like your general thinking, your awareness. All of that is cognitive uh, awareness and recognition. So the link grew stronger, the greater the level of alcohol consumption the researchers showed. As example, in 50 years old, in, in 50 years old, as average drinking among individuals increased from one alcohol unit, that's about a half of a beer. So that's what about six to eight ounces. A day to two units, a pint of beer or a glass of wine. There are associated changes in the brain equivalent to aging to years. Now we do know that the brain is what gears the body. Everything is associated with the mind, with the brain. That's why preserving your mind and preserving your brain is so important. Now, we have seen people living with um, 
you know, pacemakers or artificial hearts or things of that nature. You ain't, you don't see anyone living with a artificial brain. When the mind is gone, that's it. Even when people appear to be healthy, if they have any deformities in their uh in their brain or any damage to their brain it can you know it causes people to have alzheimer's it causes people to uh be paralyzed i mean all of that plays all of that plays with your brain the brain is like the you know how they got artificial intelligence it's all coming from the human brain Go look up the science of the brain and what the brain can do. I mean, it's the brain is. I mean, it's wonderful. I mean, it, I mean, it, I mean, it really is. I mean, it's just a God creation that it just has no explanation to it. how important and how powerful your brain is this is why it is very important not only about health or running or doing whatever about keeping your mind clear from drugs and alcohol as well as what we put in our mind as far as information as far as what we let through our eyes what we let through our ears what uh what we say, what we read, uh, all of that stuff plays uh, an effect on your mind because your mind is, your brain is split up into sections and each section performs a certain task. It performs a certain part. And if you damage any one of those parts of your brain, You know, that's that's it. That's a wrap. That's why, like, you got, like, your brain, it connects to, like, your spine. And then that's kind of like uh, the brain, the mother, you know, like, uh, the brain. And you got the motherboard and the wires. And, I mean, I mean, it all, there's so many things that are in science and in technology that model and emulate the human brain, you know. It's hard for, you know, I think, you know, people used to say like the computer, a lot of people, us, we still think that like the computer is smarter than us or technology is smarter than us. No, it's modeled after us. It's modeled after us. Ain't no eyes greater than the human eye, but your camera is marked, marked after your eye. It's a perfected view of your eye. It's, it, it's trying to see what you see. Same thing with like the car, you know, same thing with like a car, same thing with like uh, computers and phones and all of that stuff. That's trying to see, you know, think how you think. You know, it, it it is trying its best to simulate a human. That's why a that's why human beings make computers. Computers don't make human beings. 
You know, I mean, for years, people have been talking about the robots and the, oh, the robots and all that stuff. But you still got humans. You still, uh, even after all of that artificial intelligence, that's why it's called artificial intelligence. Anything artificial means it, it, it's fake. It's not real. It's simulating the real thing. So we get all hung up on these robots and all of this. Oh, the robots, and we're gonna it's gonna be like iRobot and all of that stuff. Watch iRobot. They were small, but I mean, and of course, you know, I mean some other crazy movie stuff, but even though they were small and even though they were genius, they could still be, you know, defeated. So, like I said, I mean, you look at, you know, you look at anything that in regards to talk about artificial intelligence. So, it, like I said, it all stimulates your brain, even like down to like the engine and the wheels and all of that stuff. That's all like a sign in function. In, in, uh, it's like a functional sign of your brain without an engine which is the brain of your car. It's the power of your car. You know, you got chips and all of that, but all of that is contingent on like the engine block. You ain't got no engine, can't run the car. I don't care how many tires you got. I don't care how fast your rims is. I don't care how nice your car is. I don't care if you bought a $100,000 Maserati, I don't even know if Maserati is $100,000. They might even be more expensive than that. But, but it can't do anything without the engine. So as what this article is talking about is that it ages moderate alcohol use over a period of time. It even ages your brain two years. And as your brain go, you go. So if your life, if, if, if black life expectancy is already in the low 70s, you, you're killing your brain, literally. You are literally taking, uh, taking like years off your thinking. You're taking years off your mind. So we need to think about these things and not, you know, look at it like, you know, oh, it don't, it ain't going to affect me today. It may not affect you today, but look at the law. It will affect you today. It will affect you today. But your greatest effects that you see will be years on down the line. If you look, I had talked about this in another video. Look at the pandemic. Now, what we saw in 2000 and you know 20 was 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 bad that, that you know that was an immediate effect but look how two years later all of that is rolling down the hill now you're seeing uh the issues with labor you're seeing issues with inflation you're seeing issues with famine not just here but all over the world because you live in a world out i mean there's a world outside of your door you know i think sometimes we get a little too centric on where we at but i mean there's a there's an entire universe 
of billions of people and all of them serve as a, a sign because what we see other places it will eventually uh, uh it will eventually happen here i heard uh a brother teaching on that one time and he was referring to that and he was like everything that you see you will eventually see it here because our globe it, our, our, our global unit is so tight although it's so far but we still through technology through economy through trade we're still so tight so as you see things unravel in europe as you see things unravel in the uh in the highly developed economic countries as what we haven't seen really in years past as we continue to see that here there you know here there everywhere we're going to continue to see that so it's the same thing with the brain yeah you know you might get drunk and you might get you know you might black out you might do whatever you you know but that's all you know that's temporary for today and then the next day you know you drink again or you drink the next weekend or you do whatever same thing with smoking and drinking smoking cigarettes smoking weed all that other stuff all of it is the same thing you know you you you, you get your little temporary fix but but there is where we're giving up we're getting a little and giving up a lot you know we you know it's like kind of like in basketball when you're trading twos for threes like you know well they shooting threes and hitting threes you know we just scoring twos so we you know it's like trading twos for threes you giving you, you know you're getting a little but you're giving up a lot so let's continue to go on so it says the fact that we have such a large sample size allows us to find a subtle pattern even between drinking the equivalent of half a beer or one beer a day says gideon naval corresponding author on the study uh, now, uh, jesus these find these findings contrast with scientific and governmental guidelines of safe drinking alcohol limits read this these findings contrast, mean they're different, with scientific and governmental lines on safe drinking limits. For example, although the National Institute of Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism recommends that women consume an average of no more than one drink per day, recommended limits for men are twice that, an amount that exceeds the consumption level associated in the study with decreased brain volume. Ample research has examined the link between drinking and brain health with ambiguous results. So it says in this paragraph above, it says, for example, although so your national alcohol abuse and alcoholism, it recommends to consume no more than one day for women. But for men, it's twice that. But in this study, there was no difference in between men and women. You know, in, in this study, it wasn't no difference in between them. You know, so. I mean, if we talk about abuse and alcoholism, I mean, we shouldn't be recommending anything. I mean, this is just a, I mean, you know, it, I mean, it's very backwards. I mean, if you really think of it, you know, you live in a society where they tell you don't drink and drive, but yet still they sell liquor. 
and you can you have to go drive to get your liquor and get your beer but don't drink and drive you know we want to we push health and oh we want to be healthy and da, da, da. but we but when you go to the store you can get all the liquor you want you can get all the tobacco you want you can get all the dope you want uh despite despite the same people who sell it to you tell you that it's bad but yet and still make it look as if it's all right to do knowing you ain't got the sense to do whatever they say do in moderation so they sell you so 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 they use moderation as like the you know is uh it's like the uh the trick word like oh i just oh man you know don't smoke all the time we just go smoke some of the time or we're gonna drink some of you know really you shouldn't be drinking none of the time we really shouldn't be smoking none of the time but that moderation even if you do it moderately for a long period of time you just playing a long game to your to your demise opposed to a short game you know so you know it you know uh, i read up on that you know and it, and, it, and it all applies and it all makes it all makes sense so it says ample research has seen the link between drinking and brain health with ambiguous results while strong evidence exists that heavy drinking causes changes in the brain structure including strong reductions in gray and white matter across the brain other studies have suggested that moderate levels of alcohol consumption may not have an impact or even that light drinking could be the benefit could benefit the brain and older adults so see this is one thing that i uh i've heard people talk about and i have experienced and that you see anytime see this study is doing the same thing it's telling you it's speaking with a forked tongue it's telling you one thing on this hand but then another study done by quote-unquote scientists tell you another thing on this hand so it's like one side telling you this then another side can pop up with that study and they can tell you this you know for uh for every cause there's an effect what what goes up must go down if it's a good it's a bad if it's a if it's a right it's a it's a left you don't understand what i'm saying so there is that uh you know the opposites you know that so you know for every good thing you know so it tells you on one hand it's bad but then you got other people who tell you on one hand oh it's all right it might even cause you a little benefit so you know who do you believe see that's the thing when you come down to studies people are always say well i found this study and it proves this well that is true but you that's why you have to use common sense and right guidance to to decipher that information now anything that makes you drunk and pass out and act stupid and say some of the most belligerent and crazy garbage that a human being can spit out of their mouth anything that takes you out of your element anything that takes out of control of your being that should automatically be your red flag 
that we shouldn't be doing. There was another article that I was reading in regards to how, uh, you know, about the glamorization of, you know, alcohol and drugs and things of that. So you become dependent on it. You become, you know, you become dependent on a lot of these things. And I was reading and you know, how to eat to live. It talked about how the alcohol, by how alcohol kills your, uh, you know, kills your reproductive organs because it's like a, you know, it's a, it's a toxin. So that toxin damages your sperm. So, you know, you even making yourself infertile, uh, even while doing it, which is, which is killing your direct line to reproduce yourself. You know what I'm saying? So, so like I said, so I'm going to tell you, okay. So I'm going to tell you, it's not okay. But like I said, you have to use your sense. Anything that I can drink that take me out my element, anything that I can drink and I not remember, anything that I can uh, consume, anything that I can smoke that'll take me out of my element, anything that I can drink that'll give me a temporary feeling. You know, we have to give up that temporary uh, satisfaction for long-term comfort. Because sure, you know, it's satisfying for you know it's satisfying for uh for the moment but when we go we go down the you know we go down the wheel of time we see that that stuff really is not too good for us and when we look uh I get back to this. Uh, let me look at. Let me find this. Let me find this. But when we look at how alcohol plays a factor in our health, right? And we'll say alcohol is all right, but when we looking at when we looking at ourselves, black folks, we have the most high blood pressure, high rates of diabetes, high rates of obesity, suicide, suicide, and alcoholism, according to the CDC, plays. Uh, a very close linking to each other and it shows that increased rates of alcohol abuse and alcoholism uh drives up the probability of suicide now we look at the black community now if we look black males i spoke on this before from the ages of 10 to 34 now 10 years old so that means that it's a range then I'm not saying that the majority of that range is 10 year olds, but in order for you to start somewhere, you got to have a you got to have a study or a sample that that puts you at that particular range. So we're looking at 10 year olds to 34 year olds. Now, 10 to 34. That's your young men. 
that's your future that's your generation that's the second leading cause of death so we're looking at one of the leading causes of death is suicide amongst black teens and young adults and young men and a lot of that has a lot to do with alcohol abuse and drug abuse and um, as I had read, read before on another one, it talked about the link of cannabis and uh, depression. The link of cannabis and depression. Now, um, as we see now, uh, we talk a lot more about mental health. Things are more. Uh, people talk about their trauma and you hear a lot more people talk in regards to, you know, mental health and uh, depression and things of that nature. But we also have to look at what's marketed as far as our images and our imagery. But we also have to look at the drugs, uh, even it talked about how alcoholism and alcohol rates of teens and stuff is going up. You know, I'll, if I can find that study, I'll post it. But it talked about how, uh, you know, teenage alcohol abuse is going up. Teenage suicide is going up. If you listen to a lot of the music, uh, it's very depressing. It's very grim. It's very dark. It speaks in regards to a lot of dark you know things or suicide or you know depression and you know the music is very drugged out you are like i said you have to look at the drugs of choice a lot of people we uh they take pills and pills are very popular and that stuff uh that stuff is depressants um like codeine, that's liquid heroin. That all of that stuff is a depressant. Alcohol is a depressant. That's why when you see alcohol, you see a lot of suicide because alcohol because alcohol is a depressant. So let's finish this up. So it says to gain an understanding of possible connections between drinking and the brain. It was critical to control for confounding variables that could cause the relationship. The team control for age, height, handedness, sex, smoking status, socioeconomic status, genetic ancestry, and country residency. They also they also corrected the brain volume data and overall head size. The volunteer participants from completed abstention to an average of four or more alcohol units per day when the researchers grouped the participants by average alcohol consistent consumption levels a small but apparent pattern emerged the gray and white matter between volume that might otherwise be predicted by the individuals of other characteristics was reduced so going from zero to one alcohol units didn't take much of a difference in the brain volume but going from one to two to three units a day was associated with production in gray and white matter. Now, I mean, each unit was only what a half a beer. Ain't that what the student? Ain't that what it said? 
that one unit was a drink and a half a beer. So now if you chugging down three, four beers a day, which a lot of people do, I mean, it's not hard to do. Chug down two or three beers. Uh, and that's on a good day. I mean, that's not hard to do. I mean, look at all of the, you know, look at what you're doing. But not only with the brain, you also have to think. This is more of a technical study in regards to how it affects the brain. But how do how does this cause our actions to take place? How do we act when we're under the influence of these things? That's what affects. That's what affects the people around you, not just yourself. This is more of an affecting affection affecting yourself personally but now your influence of how you i don't want to get too hung up on a personal study i you know what you do to yourself that's what you do to yourself but now how what you're doing to yourself affects others see it all goes back to how do these things play out how do these things influence you know uh, it breaks down your cognitive ability. So you you can't think it's clear. Your mind ain't sharp. And we all know, especially us as black men, we got to keep our mind. We got to be sharp between our ears. And if we're, we're because, uh, you know, the head has already been disconnected from the body. So we have to make sure we have to make sure that we stay sharp. We stay on point and we stay focused because when you break down studies it talks about uh let me let me let me pull this study up right quick take this off the screen and pull up this one oh mm. okay wanted to make sure i didn't end the stream That was it. So it says differences in acute. Hold on, let me see. Okay. So differences in acute responses to alcohol between African Americans and European Americans. This was done in 2013. Uh, this is done by the National uh, Library of Medicine, National Institute of Health. So this is all reputable sources. So the background of this particular study is was response to alcohol is widely studied risk factors and potential endophenotypes for alcohol use disorder. Research on African-American response to alcohol has been limited despite large differences in alcohol use between uh african-americans and european-americans extending our previous work on the uh, african-american portion of this sample now uh, as i spoke in regards to on another webcast where uh, i spoke to where uh as a as a uh as a racial group black people drink second and no no third behind native americans and uh caucasian you know white uh racial group but we suffered the most adverse effects mentally and health wise 
they drunk more than we did. They consume more alcohol than we did. You know, now, I mean, you know, when you get, you know, I mean, now you got to break down per capita, but they, but per the studies and per research, they drunk more alcohol than we did, but we suffered the most effects from the drinking. So I uh, said this current study examined the differences in acute subjective response to alcohol between African-Americans and European-Americans. Additionally, we tested if the association between response to alcohol in the past month during drinking uh, and alcohol-related problems across different races. So the results, let's get down to the results. So latent growth curve models showed that African-Americans experienced sharper increases in stimulation on the ascending limb compared to European-Americans, African-American women experienced sharper increases in sedation on... G-Limb was related to alcohol problems for African-Americans. On the ascending limbs compared to European-American <laughs> European women, changing in sedation on the ascending limbs was associated with past mother drinking behavior. Stimulation on the ascending limb was related to alcohol problems for African-Americans, but not for European-Americans. So in conclusion, it says we found difference in response to alcohol across racial groups. African-Americans showed a stronger response to alcohol. Future studies are needed to incorporate responses to alcohol in a greater model. So I'm going to post this study and uh, you can go back through it. But it talks, but it breaks down the difference between drinking behaviors and uh, so I just want to read this in terms of drinking behavior. So it says a growing body of research indicates that there are pronounced differences in drinking behaviors between African-Americans and European-Americans. Interestingly, the differences changes across the lifespan with African-American adolescents and young adults engaging in less heavy drinking and having higher rates of abstinence. While young African-Americans are at a reduced risk there is also evidence that differences between alcohol consumption disappear by mid-adulthood. Additionally, while risk for meeting lifetime criteria for an alcohol use disorder is lower for African-Americans, there is some evidence for increased persistence of alcohol dependence and more frequent engagement in heavy drinking occasions. Uh, epidemiologically, uh, studies also highlight the possibility of interaction between race and gender, where the difference between uh, drinking behavior is larger between African American uh, women and uh, men. So uh, it talks in regards to that. So now, uh, in regards to African American black women, you know, black women do drink uh, at a higher uh, black women do drink at a higher rate than um, so it says uh, according to the NSDUHU uh, 20.4 million of uh, African Americans age 18 or older reported illicit drug use in the past year that was higher that was 18% higher than the national average uh, also Drinking also puts uh, African-American women, according to Reuters, 
at a higher risk to breast cancer. Uh, that uh, alcohol breast cancer length was 33% um, higher than any other woman. So it says having more than one alcoholic drink a day has been long linked to increased breast cancer risk in studies involving mostly white women. But, but new U.S. research finds similar risk uh, increase amongst black women compared to light drinkers who had less than four alcoholic beverages a week. African-American women who consumed at least two drinks per day were 33% more likely to develop uh, invasive breast cancer. So now, uh, what was that? Two units. Uh, in that last study, it talked about how two units, about how two units was what? Uh, one drink of alcohol, uh, one glass of wine. So, I mean, you know, when you going home drinking that wine, being a wine mom, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you're putting yourself at a higher risk for the breast cancer and also obesity. Obesity. Now, uh, the black community, we face high levels of uh, obesity and, and uh, especially uh, black women. Uh, face a high level of uh, being obese, high level of being obese, uh, disproportionately uh, obese, uh, more than 63%, well, more than 77% of black women are, uh, are obese or overweight. Uh, now, I know that we'll, you know, I know that people come out with the excuse of, or the BMI, the body chart, or whatnot. You know, that is what it is. You can think, I mean, you know, what I told it was very, you know, it's very near correct. But, you know, if not, you know, it is what it is. But what whatever you think of the chart, you need to look at yourself too. You know, now in regards to black women, black women have a um, strokes, heart attacks at a higher rate than any other woman, even outpacing black men in some of those areas. So black women uh, definitely have to get a grip on uh, on that part of their health, uh, of the health as well. So and alcohol does play a direct factor in heart disease, diabetes, high blood pressure. And because I mean, alcohol is I mean, you know, it's bad for you. I mean, it's 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 like sugar in your veins, essentially. Uh, beer, wine, all of that stuff, liquor. Now, I know we love ourselves some liquor, and liquor is very dangerous. Liquor is very potent. I mean, in them studies, all it talked about was beer and wine. It didn't speak in regards to liquor. Now, you know, black people, we don't really drink a whole lot of beer. You might got some old black folks who drinking beer. But most of the time, young black people don't drink beer. We drink liquor. Now, that's 40% alcohol, 40, 50, 60% alcohol. Uh, that's what, 60, 80, 100 proof. So, I mean, now think about what that beer. Now, beer is only about four to five, four to six percent per volume. Now, think about if you're drinking something that got 40, 50% per volume, how that's just nuking your brain to. Same thing I had talked about in regards to the weed. Now, we, now I read a study where it talked about how, you know, 
like THC medical weed was okay for uh for people with certain ailments to smoke, which scientifically been proven. Yes, medical weed, but medical weed ain't like the street weed. When you smoking you some gelato, when you smoking that gas, when you smoking sun rock, moon rock, when you smoking OG, when you smoking all of that stuff, I mean you you dealing with something that's probably three to ten times maybe even more potent more potent than medical marijuana which may only be two to three percent two to two to five percent maybe medical marijuana your average street weed that you getting is going to at least be 15 percent, and that's the least when you like I said, when you get to smoking all that exotic, you getting up past twenty percent. So that's four to five times more deadly, more potent. So you you probably don't have those. You probably don't have those uh, ailments anyway, in which marijuana can cure. But you just being Negro and you gonna smoke it anyway. So and you'll say, oh my my medical whatever you but whatever you're you're doing the adverse effect same thing with alcohol i mean whatever you think and alcohol like i said before alcohol kills kills your uh, uh kills your fertility alcohol kills your fertility not only does alcohol uh not only does alcohol kill uh is it's a toxin so what it does is it affects your uh, it lowers your testosterone level lh hormones uh it helps it raises estrogen and it and it reduces sperm production it shrinks uh testes it changes in your gondotropin levels which release the impact sperm which which uh impact sperm production so uh that marijuana drinking so i mean if you smoking drinking all of that you putting yourself at a you putting yourself at an infertility risk at that point you might not can you you might have a hard time producing children and also we have to think when we when we when we smoke when we drink when we do all of these other when we do all of these other things as i just said as i said before what we build the next generation has to build on behind that so what is the legacy that we leave forward do we leave hennessy and blunts as our legacy or do we change what has been given to us as a legacy now because in this country as i had taught before because there's an article and i put the it, we can we can hop in time but i put the article it talked about how i uh, talked about it's uh let me see it says the unholy alliance of how uh african-american stars and big alcohol exploit uh black people it's a really good article and it talked about children between the ages of 13 to 15 are most exposed to alcohol and tobacco imagery uh lyrics on youtube uh also 
there's a statistic where it speaks in regards to how uh, black children uh, will alcohol and drugs are um, are way more marketed not marketed but black children see more advertisement and more uh, favorable views to drugs and alcohol you know all of that you know turning up with your mama and turning up with you you know turning up with your mama and your daddy and all of that stuff you know ah oh boy i mean let me let me find this article you know i mean so we have to be very here you go So this is about alcohol marketing to the youth of color. So it says um, right here, it says alcohol is the most widely used drug amongst African-American youth and contributes to three leading causes of death among African-Americans 12 to 20 years old. Homicide, unintentional injuries such as car, well, car crashes and suicide. While African-American youth consume alcohol less than their white ethnic minority peers more than a third 37 percent of african-american high school students are regular drinkers at least one drink in the past 30 days while frequent heavy drinking among whites 18 to 29 dropped between 1984 and 85 95 that's about it that's what 11 years rates of heavy drinking and alcohol uh remain high amongst African-Americans in the same group, 39% of African-American teens, 12, uh, 12 to 17, are amongst the most frequent viewers of TV, uh, fastest growing medium for alcohol uh, advisors, you know, uh, advertisers. So it says African-American, you saw 34% more alcohol advertising, you know. Because we got, you know, all the black rappers, all the black celebrities or whatnot, you know, they all pushing a liquor. Every single last one of them, they pushing a liquor. Now they pushing a weed. All of them got a weed strain. I even saw Mike Tyson the other day. He got his weed strain. Now, I mean, you know, I, I you know, Mike Tyson was a great boxer, you know, or whatnot. But I mean, you know, I mean, you have to also be privy of the company and what your uh, activity keeps. So, I mean, do you want to be associated with that? I mean, not that, like I said, ain't nothing wrong with Mike Tyson. He was a great boxer, but I mean, this nigga got a, a, a whatever on his face. I mean, they, I mean, you had to be under the influence of some dope to get that. I mean, some drugs, more than some marijuana to get that on your face. But I mean, uh, all of the celebrities, you know, Hennessy, uh, Doucet, Ciroc. I mean, you know, I mean, them three giants right there and all marketed by hip hop giants and, and other hip hop artists emulate them like Diddy got the Ciroc. Diddy is one of the 
I mean, Diddy, one of the most famous men on, on the planet, black or white. Black or white, rap, entertainment world, black or white. Diddy is one of the most popular men in the entertainment world. He, he got Ciroc. So now all of his uh, all of his boys, all of his team, all of his label, all of them, they push it too. They push Ciroc. Uh, you know, uh, Jay, you know, he got Duce and all of that stuff. All his team, all his people, they push that. 50 Cent got his liquor. I be, you know, you see that on Instagram. So you got his whole team and all of that. They push that. So, I mean, look at all of the marketing content that you got for alcohol and drugs. And like I said, now you got everybody got the everybody got a strand. Everybody got a, you know, smoking on some other pack or, you know, whatever type of thing. So a lot. And that is always glamorized and made, you know, fascinating. Uh because we look at them as if they have achieved the piece of the American dream that we ain't accomplished or that we can't get to. Or we look at them as some beacon of hope because they're posted up by mainstream white society. Is that's oh well, well, you know what's the first thing our white folks always say? That's a um well such and such made it, 50 cent made it, um JT made it. Mm. All of them made it right doing a jig, you know, just like back in the day, doing a jig, doing a tap, doing a dance, singing you a song, all of that. So what is it teaching you that as long as you do you a jig, as long as you do you a dance, as long as you make you a funny, long as you cut you a tune and a jig and a hop and a step, you're going to get you some of that. You're going to get you some of that pumpkin bread that, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, that. That they got, and, it's, and that's no disrespect to them. It's just that it's just how it is. Uh, black people historically was just have never been let into uh, all aspects of society, even in society aspects that we are let into today, which is more than which we have been being let into. But even the aspects of society today, you know, what do you know? What do you? What do people say? You got to work twice as hard and be twice as smart. Why? Just because somebody feel. Why? Just because, you know, white people feel like it. Somebody white feels like it. You understand what I'm saying? So a lot of, you know, so you're still even in the sectors that you are let in, you're still relegated. Even now, when a black celebrity speaks out a little too much or he, he don't take a, a, a soft stance to certain things that maybe. Uh, mainstream media wants a softer stance took to, you know, they tar and feather him. They whip him at the post. You know, they beat him to death till he apologizes or, you know, something like that. So it's still that same, you know, uh, you know, song and a dance type of economy that is built off of black people, even now consumer base. I mean, you look at all of the black money and look at all of the how we are the top consumers of so many different things. Alcohol, tobacco, all of that stuff. So we're consumers of our own demise in many, 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 many cases. And in all of these cases, you know, we just we pulled in to be a consumer. So, yeah, we'll put a black face on it because we're just so happy to be seen. We're just so happy to be included. 
as I heard uh, somebody teaching one time about, you know, about cutting a back door uh, into society. When society don't let you in, you just find any way to get in. You cut a back door open. You know what I'm saying? So when you go through that back door, you have to do all of the back door type of stuff. And you know what come out the back, right? So you get it right in your face. You know what I'm saying? So uh, you know, we have to be very, we have to be very sharp. And I told you before, alcohol and all of that stuff, it takes you off your square, it takes you off your game. You know what I'm saying? And uh we have to be on our game, we have to be on our on our square because as I had said before, you have to watch and see what is coming up behind you now i pulled out the stats i pulled out all of the articles i pulled out all of this other type of stuff i pulled out all of these studies to prove just so i you want to say i'm just somebody up here regurgitating doctrine no 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 no. it's all it's all documented proof and i even showed you an example in the article of how a lot of your information and a lot of your research is forked tongue meaning in a sense of the same snake speak out of both sides of the mouth. So one side will say this, the other camp will say this. But as I said, you have to make the the cognitive decision on yourself. Oh, um, if 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 you look at the condition, if you look at your condition, if you think over uh, your own condition, you think over what you see, you think over what. Um, happens to you you think over what has happened to your family historically you have to see a lot of negative things played on to this now don't come wheeling up your 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 grandpa who 80 years old still drinking liquor i know somebody will do my granddaddy he drank liquor to he was 80 years old your grandpa had that nigga ain't have to, uh, he got his foot cut off and had diabetes. He was on a wheelchair. He had cirrhosis. He had high blood pressure. He had diabetes. He had uh, all of these ailments. And you come willing this, you come willing this old nut up talking about some, my grandpa drink. Come on now. Stop being silly. You got to stop being silly. got to stop being silly. Brother got two toes and you talking about some, and you pulling him up as an example. Uh, I think sometimes we uh, or, or we'll say, well, such and such, man, you know, they doing it and they getting it out the mud or whatnot. Lord have mercy. Stop being so silly. Look at these people that we want to emulate. Look at these people who we want to be like. You know what I'm saying? I mean, some of these people, do you really want to be like them? Do you really want to look like them? Do you really want to be associated with them? Like, if you really knew these people, would you really want to be associated with them? Is that what you want for your life? What if you don't get paid like they do? Sure, they get paid to act like an ass. So, of course, that looks cute. But you, on the other hand, you don't get paid, but you still looking like the ass. You looking like the broke ass that ain't getting paid. You know what I'm saying? So... And uh, a lot of things that we glamorize and that we glorify is fake because everything has a consequence. Everything is consequential. 
So if you're seeing these people rolling like this or doing these things and we looking at them, we're like, yeah, that's what I want for my life. I want to be like that. I'm trying to get like that. Are you seeing, you're not seeing the ramification of what that life is bringing. You're not seeing the, the backdrop of the real life because anybody can put on a facade. Anybody can put on a fake life. Anybody can put on whatever they want to put on on the screen but now let's let's get behind the scenes put that put that into practicality put that into practice for years we've been glorifying uh entertainment and we've been glorifying game coaching drug coaching bad coaching you know i'm the i'm the bad nigga and i'm uh and you the bad b and you the all of this stuff Now, look at the ramifications of that lifestyle. Look at all the black men and black boys that are in prison. Look at all the black men and black boys that are, are on dope and drunk, you know, drinking, unemployed. Look at all of that. Look at look at the the real life of our condition. And step and step back and look like Oh, huh. so this is really what that life looked like. You know, you the hot girl, but we need to look at how, look at all of the single parents, look at all of the single mothers, look at all of the disease that is in the black community, the STIs, the STDs. So you keep backing that thing up and dropping that thing because it's cute because whoever said it and it's glamorized and we can get a laugh off of it. Or we can get some attention and you can get somebody to look at you and you can get somebody to pay attention to you. But think over, as I heard somebody, as I heard another brother say, think over your own condition. Think, think, think over. Look at those who are not glorified in the spotlight. Look at how that has turned out for, for us. Look at how that has turned out. You know, you know what I'm saying? So you already know what evil has done to you. You already know you already know that. But it's a lot of things that we perpetuate that was put on us, a lot of crap that was put on us. To put us in this condition, we continue to perpetuate all of the garbage and the culture because once again, as I have said before, and it's wrote in the scripture, evil is made to be fast seeming. So all of the junk and all of the garbage that has been dumped on your head since you've been here for over 400 years, all of that junk and that garbage and that ignorant thinking and that foolishness and that evil and wickedness that has been put on your head has been made fast seeming to you you think it's all right you feel like that's a part of your culture that's not a part of your culture this has nothing to do with your culture you didn't act like that beforehand you act like that now that has nothing to do with your culture but everything to do with where you are you know, so like I said, uh, if y'all watching, 
like, comment, subscribe. I hope you all enjoyed this. Uh, more alcohol, less brain. Uh, I just wanted to read these articles because I had been saying I was going to do a more deep dive in regards to uh, alcohol uh, abuse and alcohol use. Uh, and I saw this article. I was going to read it on the live stream on what day did I do that Friday, but I didn't get a chance to because I ran up about an hour and a half. I was like, oh, if I do this, it's going to be another hour or so. It's going to take a minute to, you know, it's going to take a minute to break down the science behind the article because we all have, always have to get to the root of everything. So I hope you all enjoy. Like, comment, subscribe. Got any questions? Uh, email me at dedicated daily LLC. Uh, dedicated daily LLC at gmail.com or go to the website dedicated daily uh, LLC.com. Peace.